Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome into Plan Wise Retire Free, the podcast with Jude Wilson and Mike Mott. And this week we are talking wills and trusts, what retirees should know. And uh, we've got some good information in here for you, so stick around and check this out. But first, let's say hi to the guys. Jude, what is going on, buddy? How are you? Man, it's a wonderful day in Orlando. Well, that's always nice. Very, very lovely. Mike, I, I hate to ask because I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but how you doing? Fantastic, right? I am doing fantastic. You know, every day that you get up and you're healthy and all your kids and family are healthy, that's a good day. There you go. About that. We were just teasing him a little bit before we got started that he might be in, he's probably in better shape than both Jude and I, and uh, he's out there just running miles and having to buy new clothes to fit his uh, his his swollen physique, his oh, yeah. his muscles, and all that good stuff. So, uh, taking care of yourself is a key, right? It is certainly a key as we get older to uh, to making sure that's part of a the overall plan of getting older and, and trying to stay healthy so you can enjoy retirement. And some other things that you may want to keep in that uh, plan is understanding if a will and a trust is something that you need. People often overlook that side of things, the estate planning side, or sometimes those kinds of pieces. Did you like that segue, by the way? Was that pretty good? Oh, yeah, uh, smooth as ice. <laughs> there are a lot of misunderstandings, guys, seriously, when it comes to wills and trusts. So let's just tackle a few this week and, and just run through a couple of things that we feel people might want to be aware of. Some of this might be basic enough that you already know, but maybe you might find a useful nugget or two in here. So what are wills and trusts or why are they important? I suppose, Mike, who needs to know about them? Are they for everybody? Are they only for the wealthy? What do we need to know? Well, interestingly enough, I would think that this area is one of the areas when we have a new client come in and we start asking the questions uh, about their finances and about their financial plans or, or lack thereof, I think that wills and trusts is one of those areas where they, uh, many of them have done nothing and they don't realize that they already have a will, uh, even if they haven't written one, uh, the state in, in our, in our state of Florida, they've already written one for them. It's called the laws of intestacy. Uh, but it's important. To, and, and, and then there's another group that come in and says, you know, I, I want to get a trust. And we're not attorneys. So we don't give the uh, legal advice to say that, but, we can give them some information about why a trust and why a will. Uh, but the minimum that folks need to do is they need to get together with an estate planning attorney and they need to discuss the wills and trusts with them to be sure that uh, uh, they have one or both. And we'll talk about that in a minute as far as both. Mike, I couldn't agree more because oftentimes when you don't have that in place, it's too late when something happens. And that's when people are, are normally scrambling. Yeah. And you don't want to be scrambling when a loved one has just passed away. Well, now, and you mentioned that you guys are obviously you're not attorneys, but you, I imagine that you partner up with estate planning attorneys because it's, there's still come some pretty crucial roles. It's almost it's almost like multiple coaches up with a football team, right? Like there's a head coach and, a, and an offense coordinator, defense coordinator, because there's tax issues that can come up. There's the financial planning side. So I'd imagine you guys work in conjunction or harmony with those uh, other entities. We consider it part, the attorneys is part of the financial planning team. It's actually critical that all of these folks work together, the tax planner, the 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 financial planner, the investment advisor, the insurance guy, the estate planning attorney, all of those people need to be working conjunction with one another yeah. to create a cohesive, what we call a holistic financial plan. 
So certainly, yes, we uh, we work with several estate planning attorneys. And if uh, we get a new client and they already have an attorney, then uh, one of the things we ask is that they give us permission to contact that person and introduce ourselves so that uh, in the future we can work in conjunction with them uh, gotcha. when the updating of their trust or will uh, comes into play. So it really is like a coaching team. It literally is like a, uh, you know, just a whole staff of coaches, uh, if exactly. you will. Okay. So I mentioned a minute ago, how does somebody know if a will or trust is right for them? I think a lot of times people think trust and they just think oh, that's only for the wealthy. What do you think? How do you know if, if one or the other or both? Well, if you have a trust, you almost always have a will. You know, the trust does not replace the will. Uh, in many cases, the will is called a pour over will. I don't know of any estate plans where there was a trust in place that there wasn't was also a will in, involved. Trust, you know, you're right. At one point, you know, because of the estate tax laws, uh, trusts were a little bit more important back then. But, you know, a trust is a way of uh, maybe being able to control some assets, especially for maybe a, a younger person or somebody that is not financially savvy. A trust can be a good thing to have in place to to kind of help them beyond your uh, your lifetime. So, and there's lots and lots of reasons to have trust besides just because to you know to manage estate taxes. But again, a crucial piece of that is to kind of sit down with an estate planning attorney and discuss: Do you need a trust or not? But you're always going to end up with a will in addition to the trust if you get a trust. Yeah, to add on to that, uh, as Mike said before, we've worked with a number of state attorneys. And fortunately, I've always sat in with our clients on the meetings with the estate attorney. And I've I've picked up so much, uh, not only from our own education, but in the real world situations of sitting with clients and attorneys. And one one instance in particular, I remember a client telling me that they really wanted to meet with a state attorney. And I said, why is this so important to you? And the the client said, Jude, I don't know if you deal with a lot of baby boomers, but I can tell you if if a baby boomer has more than one kid, he or she's got at least one child that they're really concerned about. <laughs> and so they wanted to make sure that their one particular the one particular problem child did not <laughs> become a spendthrift with their assets. And the attorney told them. You know, the trust is control from the grave. So that was what made it really important to them and brought it brought it home to life when the attorney talked about what are the, some of the items that they can really control, you know, when that time comes and they're no longer around to give that problem child some direction. Interesting. Yeah. You and know, every it, every state's different, too. If I'm if I'm correct here, Mike. You know, a lot of times, like if we're just talking about a will, for example, or, well, wills and trust, but if you have a trust, it keeps your estate go from going through probate, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then also, a lot of people don't also realize that even if you have a will, if you just have, you know, if you have, that's kind of what you want to happen. That's your wishes. But if your you know, beneficiary designations, your BD say something else, they trump those wills. But again, that's part of a good estate plan mm-hmm. is uh, not only to... Make sure that you have the right legal documents, such as wills and trust in place, but also to do beneficiary reviews because you're right. Sometimes if you name a beneficiary uh, of an IRA or a life insurance contract or annuity contract, those assets are going to go to whoever that beneficiary is in spite of whatever it says in the will. 
Right. Uh, so all of those things is very crucial that they all work together to make sure that the assets go to who you want, when you want. I would wanted to add on just a little bit of what Jude was talking about, the problem child. I think one of the things we see a lot is uh, sometimes the parents are not excited about one of their children's spouse. And so they're very concerned that if something happens to them, that those assets would go to somehow go to the spouse instead of their child or to their grandchildren, especially. And so a trust sometimes can really help them to manage that so that they can keep the the person that they're not obviously not very fond of the spouse right. uh, out of the picture. Okay. Well, so since you brought that up and, and Jude brought that up as well, is a trust just for money then, or can other assets, you know, be included? Oh, definitely. Uh, in fact, one of the things you mentioned earlier is that, you know, that the assets, uh, it was a way of avoiding, avoiding probate, mm-hmm. but you know, you put money, you put investments, you can put, you know, things like real estate, you can put a number of things that have titles into a trust. And I'll tell you, one of the times where a trust and the probate issues are a little bit more challenging is when you have real estate or, or property in multiple states. If you have property in multiple states and they're not in a trust, you could literally have probate in multiple states. Uh, and of course, wow. you know, the different states have different rules. And guess what? That might be, you might also have to have an attorney for each state if, uh, if those, if the attorneys that you're dealing with aren't licensed to those states in order to do the probate. So it just gets really, it can get really complicated and unwieldy. And that's where I think many cases a trust might be a very appropriate thing is if you have property in multiple states. And I want to piggyback on something Mike said about the beneficiaries. Both Mike and I attend a course by Ed Slot. IRA mastery. And we talk about a ton of different situations. And I'll never forget one of the situations that Ed Slot brought up of a retiree from New York who had a huge pension. The pension was worth over a million dollars. They rolled it over to their IRA. He soon after retiring, got divorced. The families still got along well, the, the ex-spouse and the new spouse got had a relationship for over 10 years he had changed his will so that the new spouse would inherit everything and uh, well would inherit a certain amount of assets including the IRA and the old spouse would inherit part of the money to make a very long story short when he passed away even though the two families were very good friends the IRA beneficiary had never been changed from the old spouse and they litigated it because the new spouse said, Hey, in the will, it says I'm supposed to get half of this. She wind up getting nothing. And so I I tell that story to say, it's important to have the financial advisor in the estate meetings. And that's why we make it a practice to always attend the estate uh, meetings with the estate attorney and the client. That's a great point. And I'm sure that was very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, very uncomfortable. So I know you guys aren't uh, attorneys, but just in general, just to share for the listeners who might, you know, this might be on their radar. Is it really pricey, expensive to get a will or trust? Is it something to, I think people maybe have a bit of a misnomer out there sometimes that it can be a little too costly that they want to deal with. Well, it's one of those things. It's called pay me now or pay me later. 
especially in, in in the probate world, uh, you know, if you just have a will or no will, then you know all the assets will be probated. Sometimes a trust can save on those probate costs, and believe me, the uh, probate cost is usually far more than cost the cost of uh, doing a will or a trust. Obviously, we can't quote fees for the attorneys, but you know, uh, if you get a will and a trust, it's going to cost more. But it's not like it's not you know thousands and thousands of dollars more. And the easy way to to answer those questions, our perspective is when you sit down, ask you know what's it going to cost me, and and the attorneys will be happy to quote fees. Um, but don't let the cost scare you away because it's not as bad as you think. Once you're once you're finished. Uh, it's going to save your estate lots of money if you have the proper documents in place and they're, they do exactly what you want. And one other point I'd like to add to that is Mike is absolutely correct. The state attorney will, will you know, cost it out for you. Some state attorneys go by hour and some go for flat fees. I'm not a big fan of the internet law firms that have jumped into this area. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if, that's all you can afford. Of course, that's all you can afford. But that and my my brother's cousin who who's an attorney <laughs> says that he can draft a will for me. Those are the two things that I am just not a big the fan know of. A guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I would say you want to talk to a state attorney who's this is their area of practice. This is their specific area of practice. And they understand the state that you're in. And as Mike alluded to before, if you have properties in other states, they understand those other states. Yeah. This is a very specialized area of the law. Well, and of course, you guys can you know make recommendations for here in the uh, the Orlando and Bradenton areas uh, from some of the people you work with. So if folks have questions, you can uh, share some of that information with them if they'd like to know who to reach out to. And I guess, you know, we'll wrap it up with this. So, Jude, you kind of touched on one piece of what the financial advisor role plays when you were telling that story about the designations. Who does someone talk to about setting one of these up and, and what role do you guys play? So is it if somebody comes in and sits down with you guys and you're going through it and you're learning about them, uh, do you then kind of refer that out and say this is something we need to bring in or you know just is it just kind of a case by case i suppose what our role is and what we do every time whether it's uh, a client that comes in and has someone that they want to use or has used or we've made referrals and they've made a decision that they want to use one of the attorneys that we've recommended the first thing we do is ask permission to send that attorney in advance some financial information so that uh, the attorney has already kind of got a little bit of a better picture of what the financial situation is for that client. And then by attending the, the meeting, sometimes we can help the clarity of the client when, when the attorney, if he's talking attorney speak, we might want to add something to help the understanding of the client. But the, the key piece is we kind of want to work with that attorney and make sure they have all the financial information they need. And then, of course, they can ask all the personal questions of the client and then come up with the right estate plan. And, you know, the way that I like to explain it to the client is to use a sports analogy. We kind of did this in the last podcast. But if if you're a baseball fan or football fan, it doesn't matter. We see the client as the owner of the team. We're the general manager. We're going to make sure that we refer out to the best coaches and make sure we have the best players on the team. 
that's our job to coordinate that because we're looking at things holistically. So as long as a client doesn't feel that they can be the owner, the player and the coach, not uh, for those Dallas Cowboy fans <laughs> out there, uh, <laughs> we're probably not a good fit if they want to play every role. But as long as they allow us to be the general manager and to manage the team, we can do that job very well. That's a good point. Yeah, it's a great way of looking at it. Uh, and a lot cuz a lot of times, let's be honest, it's not something, it's not you know, stuff that just lights up the scoreboard to stay with Jude's analogy here. So, you know, it's easier for folks to say, okay, this is is this what I need and can you help me get it accomplished? So, a lot of times that's a great role for the financial advisor to play because there's also the financial side, but there's also kind of pulling in uh, quarterbacking and pulling in the various different pieces that you need. So, there you go. That's a uh, wills and trusts this go around here on the podcast. And of course, we, as always say, if you have any questions or concerns before you take any action, folks, always, always, always check with a qualified professional like Jude and Mike, reach out to them, give them a jingle and say, hey, and let them know what you're needing. And you can call them at 800-779-4592. Again, that's 800-779-4592. Again, before you take any action, you can also just go to planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. That is planwiseretirefreepodcast.com, and you can subscribe to the podcast. You can send us an email if you'd like to have a, a question put on the show and all those good kind of things, and we're going to do that right now to wrap up the show this week with David. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. He said, guys, my father-in-law recently passed away and left us some money that we were not expecting. We don't need it and want to give it to our son who could really use it. But I'm worried he'll blow it on a Camaro or something like that at the end of the day. Do you guys have any suggestions on how to handle the situation? Perfect email because we were just talking about how to put some measures in place with a trust. So what do you guys think for David? I mean, this could not have been any better. It, it This is a, a great scenario for why you may want to own a trust and have that money entitled, but the ownership entitled to the trust because the parents are going to have control from the grave. And while they're alive, uh, there's something that the attorneys talk about called the HEMS, health, education, and maintenance. And the trust can dictate how your son is going to get money for in one of those three areas. Uh, just working with the uh, estate attorney. So that's a perfect scenario where I think a trust may be something they want to consider. One of the things that um, when it comes to gifting and and we've helped several of our clients when it's appropriate to make some gifts to their kids. I I use the term, give them some money and see how they do. Hmm. So it might not be give all of this inheritance to them at once, but, you know, give them, a token amount or, or as much, you know, the, enough to tempt him to be by the Camaro, but not in quite enough, but give him some and watch what he does with it. And if, if you watch and see that he's responsible and he does something pretty intelligent with him, then give him some more. If he, if the first thing he does is go out and buy a Camaro with them, with some of the money or, or does something foolish with it, then you might say, well, Maybe we need to, to use a trust or something like that to help him to, to give him some time to make some mistakes and then learn from them. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that he can, uh, because you, you can only do so much, you know, from the grave at some point, the kids are going to do what they're going to do. 
But if you can help them to learn something along the way without shooting themselves in the foot too bad, that's a great way of doing it. Yep. Teach where you can teach, right? Teach yep. them when you can and, uh, and set some provisions if you know you, you know, you're going to know your own child. So, David, thank you so much for the question. Uh, those are some options for you to consider. Obviously, we don't know ages or things of that nature because you didn't share that with us. So reach out to the guys. Maybe a trust is a good option for you. Maybe uh, Mike's suggestion is a good option for you as well. So give them a call. Have a conversation. Share some more details, and they'll be happy to help. 800-779-4592. And that's going to do it this week for the podcast. As always, we appreciate you here on Playing Wise Retire Free. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever platforming app you you like when it comes to podcasts find them all at planwiseretirefreepodcast.com that's the easiest way to get this maybe you've been sent it out in a newsletter or an email blast or something like that just go to the website planwiseretirefreepodcast.com and subscribe on whatever platform you choose guys thanks so much for your time we'll see you next time i just hope the dallas cowboy fans don't come after me <laughs> well take care of yourself fellas we'll see you next time here on the podcast this has been planwise retire free with jude wilson and mike mott we'll see you next time The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson and Mike Mott, which is solely responsible for its content.